All right, welcome to Meanwhile in Florida, the podcast about Florida's tourism, history, and... Oh, I forgot we... I forgot that that was like a thing we did. In Florida, I went berserk, down where palm leaf shadows lurk, stretching out across the sky like hands. All right, welcome to Meanwhile in Florida. This is the podcast about Florida's tourism, history, and... Haunted hotels. All right. And today we are talking about Orlando, and because we're talking about Orlando, we kind of want to pause in the beginning of this podcast and talk a little bit about who we are. Um, yeah, my name. Yeah, we never went over that. Yeah, yeah. First place. Be, because we live in Orlando is why I meant to say that. Um, my name is Manny, so I am married to Devin, who's another host. Yes, and I'm Devin, and Manny and I are both teachers for OCPS, and. Um, which is Orlando, lived, Orange, Orange County, County, Orange Public, County Public School, sorry. And we've lived in Orlando for th- going on our third year now? Something like that, yeah. Although you lived here for a couple years before. Yeah, for college and then left mm-hmm. other parts of Florida and now I'm back. Yep. And I'm Derek, uh, I'm Devin's older brother. Um, I put in a job for OCLS, which is the Orange County Library System. I think we've got about seven listeners so mathematically the chances are very low that there's somebody from the library listening but if there is uh put me Hire. put me to the front yeah put Hire. me on the fast track you'll be a great uh, uh, Derek Toombs the guy that applied for the branch clerk Look at Derek job. using his celebrity to um but yeah I typical. like these guys um we have always lived in Florida right man you've always lived in Florida right? I was born in New York actually oh born in New York but oh I, and Devin was born was in, North, born in Carolina. North Carolina so we have no authority so. to make right. this podcast anymore. yeah I was born um <laughs> At the hospital, that's like five miles from where mom and dad still live. Um, yeah. uh, moved around a little bit, but had born and raised in Florida. Um, never until now in adulthood have lived in Orlando, but I'm enjoying it here. No, I love Orlando. Yeah, we all wound up in yeah. the same place. It's been my favorite. We've lived in... We grew up I've in South in, Florida. Yeah, South Florida, um, Broward County, and then... Went to school in Gainesville. Me and Devin went to school in Gainesville for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Lived in Tampa for a little bit. But yeah, I've enjoyed Orlando more than... Any mm-hmm. other city in, in Florida. Yeah, which is why I'm very excited to be doing this. Yeah, so once again, we are talking about today's episode is all about Orlando. If you haven't caught any of our other episodes, what we do essentially is we choose uh, either like a geographic region or a specific city each time, and we kind of hit on a few different things. We talk about like, the tourism, the history, and some of uh, the more like bizarre aspects of that city. Mm-hmm. And um, so we will go ahead and jump right in. So what is Orlando to you guys? After or, you. Well, I, I can say that as a kid... Um, anytime uh, I was nearby the family car and it was like off and you, you know, like kids like get in and pretend to drive mm-hmm. the destination was always Disney World yeah, and I was yeah. like we're going to Disney World like so I would always say oh, I'm going to drive us to Disney World and, like that was like the joke um, and so yeah moving here it was like a trip like oh man like I, if like I could tell 8 year old me that like I actually live like in Orlando he'd, he'd flip out he'd think I made it I, I haven't made it <laughs> but he would, he would think so yeah yeah if you like yeah because actually we we are all or have been all annual pass holders for mm-hmm. Disney too. Mm-hmm. So if you could have told your eight year old self that, that yeah, you would that have you, an annual yeah. pass. Right. Go to Disney every day. You'd have been, you yeah, to. you would have really been like I made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you were gonna work for the library. Oh yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually was my dream job at one point. As a kid, I think I, I enjoyed the process of like scanning. Mm-hmm. And I was a big bookworm, but like the I don't know, there's something about like yeah. the scanning and I just felt like 
like grocery store that wasn't all exciting but a librarian that was the goal i thought your dream job was to work at taco bell that was do you know librarians have to have a master's degree yes there's a library science degree yeah wait what position to be a librarian all of it which is funny because i thought about it i was like that's probably why i mean you think about in this day and age of the internet like i'm sure so many joe schmo politicians are like why are we paying for the library and I'm sure a big part of why they're still alive is because it's like the smartest people mm-hmm. in the country are running each <laughs> one of those things. Like, uh, that's uh, yeah, um, that's I, when I learned that I, I learned that because at UF I saw that master's yeah. degree and I was and I looked into it and they sure do. I used to want to uh, work at the library because there was a I saw a video in elementary school of if, I'm sure it wasn't the library but in my mind I associated it to it like a guy whose job was to, like fix the spines of books and stuff like that and he would uh-huh. like put back together like really old books. And, That's uh, cool. That always seemed cool, yeah. I, I, and we also had like a, a video about like how to take care of books. And so I always get on um, Liberty, my girlfriend's case, because she'll read. She's one of the people that when she reads, she bends all the pages she's read already back so she can hold it with one oh, hand. Oh, yeah. And every time I'm just like, how dare you? <laughs> like I get so upset to see a book like bent backwards. What about the pages, the page corner bent? She doesn't really do that. I haven't seen her do that. But that, does that does that get to you? Yeah, that bothers me because I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> the video the video that I saw as a kid it showed um, the the page of the book as if it was a dog and the bent ear fell off and the, his that oh, was his no. ear that had fallen off. Oh, that's like, it could fall off. And so, yeah, yeah, that is pretty scarring. Yeah, that'll do it. See, so I can understand a library like a library book you have to have respect for, Definitely. but I feel like. Like, with my books, I like when they're, like, written in and, like, folded. I'm hesitant and, like, to even write I, my books. I, like, I know, there's something about that. It's well-loved, yeah. I feel like. I don't know. Yes. I mean, I, it's funny because, like, I think it's fascinating when you find a book that's read in. Like, I, I always, mm-hmm. like, like that, but I, I don't write my own books. Uh, so, for me, Orlando is just... Like, it's funny because some of my family members like, how do you live in Orlando? Like, traffic is bad in Orlando or whatever, but I feel like... That's like the theme park areas or even International Drive, which is a little bit closer to you, is like different than like where we live in Orlando, me and Devin. And like over here, it just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like a really like cool community community in South Downtown, mm-hmm. uh, Orlando. Um, I lived closer to UCF for a while too. And that that's cool too. But it's just, I don't know. It's like, I'm definitely like a city person, but I like having all this stuff around me and even especially after everything that happened with Pulse, like, this community feels like... Mm-hmm. It just feels like... It really does feel like family more so than any other place I've lived. Another thing I really like and appreciate about Orlando is, like, um, they don't, like, have any kind of, like, nasty reaction to the fact that they're, like, a tourist town. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times, if you go to a place that's got a big, like... It's, like, a destination place, the locals, like, hate that people are in their town or, like, they'll refuse to go to the place like, everyone goes to. You know what I mean? Like, for some reason, I thought maybe when I moved here, people were like, oh, like, don't go to Disney. That's a waste of money. So, yeah. yeah. But like, people here, like, they, they really They're like there. the stuff the tourists like and they they don't mind the tourists. Like, you know, like, you can laugh about... Like, the Target by me is just constantly full of people buying luggage to, like, bring oh, just, yeah. like, a million, billion souvenirs home. And, like, I don't know, you, you, you laugh about it, but, like, nobody in, in Orlando seems like... But yeah, like the majority of cars have the annual pass holder mm-hmm, sticker mm-hmm. or magnet or whatever. Yeah, yeah. like they like, embrace it. Yeah, it's, yeah, they, yeah, they really seem to appreciate I'm it. I'm going. This is cool. That's like what I love about Orlando. It's kind of a combination. I just love like just there's everything here. There, there's obviously the tourist stuff, but there's a basketball team. There's now there's soccer teams, and you know you're only an hour away from some really amazing beaches. 
um, there's big concert venues, you know, a lot of big people come here to mm-hmm. perform and stuff like that. Like, there's always festivals and just all yeah. kinds of stuff. I just, the Florida there's Film always, here. yeah, there's just always stuff to do here, whether it's like big things or just like little festivals or, you know, the farmers markets and stuff. Like, there's just always something going on, which is different, I feel like, from where we grew up. I mean, we grew up near Fort Lauderdale, which is a big city, but I don't know, I just didn't feel like there was as much culture and stuff in the city as certainly not as concentrated as it is here yeah cool so uh i'm gonna start with my section which is kind of just talking about like what brings people to the city or some of the uh attractions in town so i i feel like since this is the first time we're doing Orlando, <laughs> were, you, were you overwhelmed there's, yeah. there's a lot i know i i was a little overwhelmed with like should i do disney mm-hmm. but it's the first time we're doing orlando so we should do disney and actually you two especially devin from being my wife have given me plenty of Disney facts when we go to travel to Disney (laughs) things I didn't know or things you've told me before um so I had plenty of stuff to kind of look at and choose from um so uh we'll start off so yeah we are going to talk about Disney um it's rated four and a half stars out of five on TripAdvisor okay some facts about Disney is that it is uh 47 square miles of land which is about 30,000 acres um, which is about the size of San Francisco, or twice the size of Manhattan, which is where I'm from. No way, really? Yeah. It's, I remember reading that because I had a friend, when I used to live in Connecticut, anybody who visited wanted to go to New York, and I had one friend in particular who wanted to see a bunch of stuff, but like, he just would name it in no particular order, so we'd be like, at the Statue of Liberty, and he'd be like, oh, I want to see the place where the Rockettes dance. I'm like, oh man, we were like just in that area. <laughs> yeah. and I, like, towards the end of the day, I was getting mad. I was like, look, it's not like Disney World where everything's just like, you know, like, yeah, yeah. just around. But it turns out like Disney World's twice the size. And so I was like, I had no, <laughs> like, I was like super wrong. One thing that's funny, you know how sometimes I'll look at the, the low TripAdvisor ratings? Uh-huh. A lot of people who seem to go to Disneyland first will either be in awe of Disney World or disgusted by Disney World because of the fact that, like, everything's not within walking distance. Mm, oh, yeah. It's too big. Yeah, because in comparison... So I just said th- uh, Disney World is 30,000 acres. Disneyland is 85 acres. And, no. Oh, wow. And, yeah, so, I mean, Holy now Disney World is, like... The I'm hotels, talking about everything. The hotels, the, the whole land, all there's, what, four or five parks? Four yeah, parks. Yeah, four parks plus the water, water parks. Park. Yeah, Disney so Springs. all of that is 30,000 acres compared to Disneyland's 85 acres. And me and Devin did go to Disneyland a couple of summers ago. And yeah, it, the, what is it called? California Adventure is like mm-hmm. right across yeah. from the other park. Yeah. You literally just walk. Whereas as in Disney World, you either have to get on a bus yep. or monorail or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember kind of- being shocked how like we ate at Denny's and then like walked across the street to the park entrance at Disney World you can't do that like once you're in Disney World yeah, you're in it's like Disney a whole, it's World it's its own like, like you, campus it campus. is yeah and actually that's the next thing I want to talk about is a story you've both actually told me just about how like Disney got the land um, but that is one of the things that like disgusted him when he bought Disneyland mm-hmm. like he you know they were doing all this development and then they realized like all these other companies were buying billboard space and restaurant space or just cheap gift shop space um, to put all this stuff for Disneyland like right around it so he didn't have any ability to, ability to, to expand the park mm-hmm. um, and he also hated how like like this commercialization of the park kind of just like ruined the, the vibe yeah. that he was mm-hmm. going for yeah like like, I remember reading a book or something one time. Like, you could see... I don't know, maybe you still can, but you can see billboards from parts of... Yeah, like, I think you in can. In the park. Yeah, I think you can. Which is... Yeah, which is completely different than Disney World, because, like mm-hmm. I said, 30,000 acres. 
Um, and before I talk about that story too, that uh, of those thirty thousand acres, only about eleven hundred or so. It's much. It's a little bit more now with Star Wars land and all this. Um, but of that um, thirty thousand, only about eleven hundred uh, of it is actually the theme parks. Um, Seven thousand acres of the thirty thousand is is developed. So like some of their backstage stuff. So they still have okay. like over twenty thousand acres to like build more stuff. Oh wow! I wonder if they'll ever build just a whole another park. Maybe one day. They probably will. I mean, with 20,000 acres, they probably will at some point. But yeah, so a little bit, and you guys could jump in because you've told me this story. Devin has told me this story at least five or six times in her day. Well, my bad. But anyway, so yeah, so Disney regretted buying, uh, not buying more land at Disneyland um, in Anaheim. Um, So he came over to Florida to look for land because at that time, Florida was just a bunch of swamp land. Um, and he started what would what they called at the time Project X. It eventually became uh, Project Florida, where Walt Disney, his brother Roy, and um, a guy named General Joe Porter uh, worked together on trying to find some land. Isn't that one of the names of the fairies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. is the fairy? I was thinking Jungle Cruise, but I think you're right. Yeah, it is. Right. Yeah, isn't Project X that weird house party <laughs> movie? Where oh. oh. So there might be a, a hidden Mickey in that movie. Uh, but yeah, so he's uh, Joe Porter is on one of the ferry boats that gets you to Magic Kingdom. That's uh, what one of the boats are called. Um, so they wanted all this land. They wanted it for cheap. Um, so they didn't want to just come over because Disneyland at this point was already established. Like the world knew of Disneyland. Right. So they didn't want to like, you know, come across and say, yeah, we want to buy all this land because then the we're city, yeah, yeah, the city would be like, yeah, okay, here's, we're charging a million dollars for yeah, it because you money. know you're going to make a crap mm-hmm. ton of money which is something else I want to mention but so anyways Disney um, and his brother Roy and this guy Joe they made a whole bunch of dummy corporations to purchase the land so like a bunch of individual companies would purchase it um, some of the names were the Latin American Development and Managers Corporation um, the Ready Creek Ranch Corporation there's another one that he called MT Lot like Empty Lot that's hilarious oh that's funny yeah and then so <laughs> they're like playing around with the city yeah. it's this funny because you know you know Walt Disney came up with that one yeah, like, yeah. Just, okay who, turn in your no, name do Latin America well what the hell yeah <laughs> But anyways, suspicions grew probably because of empty lot or something. <laughs> suspicions grew in the area, um, and people started thinking maybe it was like a Boeing company because Kennedy Space Center is not mm-hmm. far, oh, right. or like Ford or somebody trying to get this mm-hmm. factory or something like that. But eventually, some reporter in Orlando broke a story of that it was Disney, mm-hmm. um, and Disney confirmed it. So, um, but so things kind of shift. They didn't get all the land at this point. So, like, when they first started doing things with some of these fake corporations, they got some of the land for, like, $80. By the end of it, they, their last piece of land they purchased was around $80,000. So, like, that was a huge difference between the the empty law and Disney Corporation. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, ever since then, you know, they, they pitched, once they have kind of were exposed for what they were doing, they pitched, like, how much economic growth it will bring mm-hmm. to Orlando. Um and the city actually a- agreed to give them like a fake kind of government, just what is it called, like a quasi government or something, so that they they have their own like building and zoning uh, oh, laws, okay. so they don't have to like they don't have to listen to how zoning happens in the rest of the city mm-hmm. because of the massive scale of the project they were doing. So that's why some people, you know, there's always like Disney has their own government. They they really do. But yeah, so um, that is how they got the park. A couple things about the original park. When it opened in 1971, it cost $3.50 to get in. 
the first park had 10,000 guests. Uh, like, on opening day, they had 10,000 guests. So, in comparison to now, it's, like, over $100. Mm-hmm. And I think they have, like, yeah. roughly 50,000 people visit a day. So wow. You couldn't get popcorn for three fifty no. at Disney no. World now. Unless you get the bucket. That's if you true. get the bucket and bring it back every time. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we never know because we have a bucket that actually your mom, your guys' mom got us or she bought and she left it with us, and we never know because the bucket is teal. But sometimes when we go to the park, it's red, like the one oh. they're giving out is red. Oh right! And I always like when I hand them my teal bucket, I'm like, are they gonna expose is this gonna me? Be the time. But yeah, they have they you have be careful a, because then the Disney's own government secret police will come <laughs> get you. <laughs> they have their own military. So yeah, uh, Disney makes not just by selling popcorn, but all their <laughs> things they sell, they make. Roughly, this is a rough estimate, $6.2 million per day. That's and that estimate comes from, like, their, their, like, combined revenue is about $13 billion. So if you divide that by, like, six parks, it comes out to roughly mm-hmm. $6 million a day. But Do you I mean, know if that's, I might be asking too specific a question, but it's like, is that, like, take home? Or is that, like, because I know they spend, like, an insane amount of money on fireworks every day. Um, yeah, like, like I'm sure it's not enough to, like, take a big chunk out, but I remember it was, like, tens of thousands of dollars yeah. like every day on just yeah i'm not exactly sure that's there. yeah i feel like that's gotta be profit they've gotta Probably, be earning yeah. so much more than that a day yeah i definitely think it's 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 crazy it, i mean it is i think i don't know i always think sometimes what would walt disney think if he saw disney today but i think he'd be really impressed because it's like it is like going into a whole nother world mm-hmm. like versus any other theme park you go to especially mm-hmm. from living in orlando like it's just like you're in another place entirely. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's going to cost what, money. What does that <laughs> sign say when you walk in? There's, like, a sign when you walk through the tunnel. And I forget what it says. Something about, like, oh, no leaving. Smoking? No. A uh, couple random Disney facts before I end is uh, um, John Lennon signed the documents that ended the Beatles in Disney's Polynesian Resort. Really? Yeah. Oh, weird. And um, so another weird one that happened, actually, the year before that was... Um, Richard Nixon's famous, like, I'm not a crook speech was at the Contemporary Resort. No. Oh, how weird. Yeah. I really? Did. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I'm totally including that this why? year. That's, I wonder why. That's interesting. Yeah, so that's it for attractions. I was going to talk about Universal Studios, but there's no time for that. Next time? Yeah, we'll talk about it next time. We circle back around. And talk yeah. about all the rides we don't go on because they're all too right. scary. I will say, one, I'll give you one fact. The Jurassic Park ride costs twice as much as the original Jurassic Park film. That's crazy. Whoa. The budget was $110 million. I'll give you one more. When Steven Spielberg rode the ride, um, he had them stop it and let him get off before the drop because he's too afraid. Can I do that? I'll, I'll, give, you, do I'll that. give you one more Steven Spielberg related. <laughs> Steven Spielberg is secretly uh, or, or maybe obviously on the Men in Black ride wearing a hat and you can oh, shoot really? him and he turns into an alien at Universal Studios. Oh, that's hilarious. Really? Yeah. That's funny though. I didn't know that about him trying yeah yeah mom was like oh you could do that I'm like yeah if you created if the franchise <laughs> like, if it's your ride yeah I think you can, you can do whatever you want that, yeah. that's so funny it is a, it is like Splash Mountain's a 50 foot drop Jurassic Park drop is 85 feet mm-hmm. it's pretty intense wow. I, I went on it once in yeah. Brad Bash and, uh, and it cool. actually it pulls you down you're not just falling you fall faster than you like if you just fell yep, on the ground I'm never right. going on that but yeah so that's uh, attractions well, cool. for Orlando very cool yeah, we'll definitely have to come back because there's so much. My history of Orlando uh, is kind of short. I'm not going, obviously, there's a lot that happened, especially theme parks. I'm not even touching on the theme parks, but uh, I'm going to start kind of from the very beginning. And um, did we talk about how Orlando, Orlando's birthday yet? 
No. Oh, well, Did yes. I don't know when it's going to, this is going to air, but as of today, yesterday was Orlando's birthday. Oh, I didn't so know happy that. birthday, Orlando. Is, what, right. July 31st? July 31st in 1875 hmm. is when it was officially incorporated into a city. But before that, so going way back to um, like the early 1800s, um, the U.S. government was trying to kick out all the, the Seminole Indians. They were trying to, like, move them west of the Mississippi. And just forcing them to move didn't end up going well. So um, some wars broke out called the Seminole Wars. And I think there was, like, three total. Uh, but the second Seminole War, um, the Seminole Indians ended up ambushing a guy named Major Francis Dade West of Orlando. Okay. And so because that happened, they killed him. And because that happened, um, General... Yes. Okay. General Zachary Taylor, who ends up being our 12th president, he commands that all these forts be built because he's, you know, the Seminoles are savages and whatever. Um, so he commands all these forts to be built. So His words, not ours. His, yeah, no. I'm not. <laughs> We're going to stop and issue an apology. <laughs> um, that's what happens when you kick people out of their home. But anyways, um, so he commands that all these forts be built around Central Florida. Did he... Did he uh, Buy a fall of land under dummy corporations. It's called like empty, <laughs> empty. field and stuff like that. <laughs> um, so one of them gets built really close to where we live, actually. And I oh. recommend we we should take a trip to go see. It's well, anyways. Um, Is the fort still? No, we'll hold uh, on. Hold, well, stay tuned. So we're not going. We'll go see the sign. We'll go to Kelly's ice cream. So um, that's still there. It was named Fort Gatlin after uh, an assistant surgeon in the army who was killed during that that ambush I had mentioned earlier. So it was between these three lakes, and I, I forget the names. Lake Gem Mary, which is the main one we're going to be talking about today. Okay. Another lake called Lake Jenny Jewel and Lake Gatlin. Oh, so those like are the three lakes. Yeah, I don't know where Gat. Yeah, kind of like Gem Jewel. Yeah. So they the fort was somewhere like strategically between those three, and it was because that area was known to be frequented by like Seminole leaders, like. Mm-hmm. I don't know, kings? I don't know if they have kings, but... Like, the leaders uh, chief, of the tribe. Right? Chief, yeah. And so they, they, there's actually a marker point that, like, lets you know this is where the uh, the Native Americans met and stuff like that. But, um, so, this fort gets built there, and um, now I have a question. I'm going to pause here for a second, because I found a lot of this information on this blog that um, a guy named Rick Kilby writes called Old Florida, which is definitely the vibe that we're going for. He talks mm-hmm. a lot about Florida history and stuff, and I thought it was really cool, and he, he has a lot of pictures that he's taken, and it was just a really cool blog. Now, he referenced a book that described what the fort looked like, and I'm I'm just very interested as to how this information's there because it's very difficult to find out information about this fort. Okay. It's very, and I'll, so I'll keep talking. Except but, for this one guy. So, except for apparently it. this one guy knows exactly. It said, he, according to this book, it was an 80-foot square with two-story blockhouses at diagonal corners with stockades made of 18-foot pine logs with sharpened points. Have you ever seen pictures? I've never seen it, but pictures of Fort Christmas? Mm-mm. No. Um, I know what the fort in Pocahontas looks like. <laughs> How close... <laughs> Is that? I don't actually yeah, remember I'm, what I'm that looks like. Yeah, But anyways, apparently it looks it was it was supposed to look very similar to okay. that. So the army withdraws in 1849, and there's some soldiers left behind, and their families left behind. So the small community gets formed, and it's not called Orlando; it's called Jernigan, which Jernigan sounds so lame. Can you imagine if like we just 
lived in Jernigan. I guess we'd be used to it, but I don't know. Jernigan sounds so lame. Sorry, it was named after the Jernigan family, so hope they probably have descendants here that are still mm-hmm. living here that are just would be very upset. But we probably wouldn't even notice if it was called Jernigan, you know. Yeah, like, like, like we'd if just you be were, used if to we it. had three eyes, we wouldn't know. I would still call it Orlando. It just was like a fun <laughs> thing that I do. <laughs> so, um, so, and but they were a little bit south, like so. This brings me to an interesting point. Where this fort actually was supposedly at is not actually in the city of Orlando because if you look at the city of Orlando um, limits, like the city limits, first of all, it's a very weird shape. I don't know who came up with that or how it came up, but there's a lot of parts of Orlando that we think are Orlando that are not actually Orlando. Like you, I don't think you live in Orlando. We live in Orlando. All my mails says. I know, Orlando. but but it's technically it's unincorporated, Orlando, like where we used to live, our old apartment, not, not Orlando. Orlando. It was unincorporated Orlando. So where are we? Someone told me that if you look at the street, I don't know if this is true because it was a high school student that told me this, and they lie. But that if you look at the street signs, and if it has a, if it has, hold on, I gotta think now. Is for it a that little city beautiful symbol? If like it has the, the city the beautiful symbol, I think with like the fountain. Mm-hmm. That is Orlando. If it okay. has an orange, then it's just unincorporated Orlando. Oh, weird. But like I said, take that with a grain of salt. But the city beautiful is that a correct grammar? It is. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I hear it, it just sounds weird. It's just like a the it's city not, beautiful. Hey, that city beautiful. The it's just not <laughs> it's not the way we talk anymore. But it is technically it's like fine. Right. It that sounds just, so weird. It's just it off does. topic, but every time I it's say like, it. It's like the life aquatic. Like, it's like the, the way of... Oh, okay. It's like the city kind of, beautiful. Yeah, like they're describing it. Like, instead of saying... The house green. The beautiful city, you say the city beautiful. Like, it's the city, the city beautiful. Could I, could I say that? Could I say the house green about my house? But then you're not you're not describing no. the house. You're, you're the saying house... the house green. I don't know. Let's yeah, how would you... All right, go Anyways, back to your story. That's just a little... So... You had Jernigan, but that was a little bit south. So it eventually expanded northward to where, like, downtown kind of is. Like, you know, people, settlement started to go a little bit more north. And um, that's when Orlando officially changed its name and became incorporated, like I said, in 1875. And it only had 85 inhabitants. Now. Did I miss what? what, did, what that's what I'm going to talk about now. Okay. Now, there's four different stories as to how Orlando got its name. There's one that most people think. Um, but there's four. And so I got this information from the cityorlando.net. And I have a complaint about it when I get there. But let me just go through the story. So the first story is that a judge um, who helped kind of get Orlando its city designation or whatever. His name was James Spear. And he named it after a man who once worked for him. Mm. So I guess the guy's name was Orlando. His last name was him. Okay. Second story involves the same guy, Judge James Spear. They think he named it, but he named it after a character from a Shakespeare play called As You Like It. Has anyone read that? Mm-hmm. Seen that? Me neither. But I guess there's a character named Orlando. The third story, and this is where my complaint is, because uh, it just, on the website of the city of Orlando, it just says, Mr. Orlando was on his way to Tampa. Who's Orlando? Who's Mr. Oh. Orlando? I don't know who that is. Are they? I don't know who they're talking about. It, that's all it says. And Mr. Orlando was on his way to Tampa with a caravan of ox. He gets sick, dies, and was buried. And this is what makes me laugh, though. This is definitely not the story. Because it says that the reason we got the name Orlando is because people would pass by and say, there lies Orlando. And that's how we got our <laughs> that's name. How, oh, I find that hard to believe. And that can't be it. But this one, I so the fourth it. one, 
is um, during one of the uh, um, Seminole uh, Indian battles, there was military troops that settled in the area, and um, a guy named Orlando Reeves was guarding at night, and he spotted a log kind of floating towards him, and he recognized it as an Indian disguise. Oh. And so he fired his gun to scare them off and also to warn the rest of his soldiers. He ended up dying by arrows um, and apparently was buried on the south side of Lake Eola. And I've actually seen like a plaque the, the plaque for it. Um, although I did go to another website and it said that he was buried near the fort where the fort was. Right. But I don't know. But I have seen the sign near Lake Eola. Is there, so. do, you, do you know where that fort is? Like, like what's there now? Like, There's more. I'm going okay. back to that. Because it gets interesting, but um, and also, but yeah, okay. so I think that's the most believable one. But there, any of the, I don't I don't know who the heck Mr. Orlando is. That right. one I'm just gonna kick out. But the other three, they I guess. Have a Mr. Orlando pageant. Mr. Orlando. Like, there lies Mr. Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> you have to like walk your off down the runway. <laughs> what um, where was that? Where do you know where Mr. Ooh. Orlando? No, it just lies? said on his way to Tampa. I don't know. Mr. Orlando. Mr. Orlando. Yeah, that's I feel like it's like our like Orlando's version of Pitbull or something. Like, Mr. Orlando. <laughs> 407. Mr. 407. <laughs> um, so anyways, back to the fort. So uh, it was utilized again. That same area was utilized when the Navy created an underwater sound reference laboratory during World War II. Oh, so cool. apparently the lake is very deep. Um and I and I try to look up how deep it was, and I got different stories. Some like blogs and like weird, just random websites were saying it's like 35, 37 feet deep. But when you look at like official like websites, it mm-hmm. says um, unknown. Mm-hmm. So we don't know exactly how deep it really is. But I guess they would do like sonar technology, um, like but it was all classified research for like submarines a, and torpedoes. It's like a big difference. It's either 35 feet or so deep we have or no so, idea. We can't even Yeah, measure. like, I was I was reading some things where, like, I guess people used to say it was bottomless, but probably because it was, like, the early days. <laughs> can you just eight. scoop it? Like, I'm, I'm not a swimmer, but can somebody just go down there, like, I, with oxygen? Yeah, I guess. Or just, like, tie a, a quarter to a string and just set it down <laughs> until it stops. So, anyways, it was used by the government for, like, secret underwater. Maybe that's what it really is, is that probably. They, they won't let you publish how deep it really is probably so um but it was used by during that time up until 1997 and i'll have to i'll post some pictures on the instagram because it's it's really weird looking they have this huge structure it's kind of like a pier almost but it's all like metal um that like goes out into the lake and i guess that's where they would i don't know board submarines and stuff i don't know what they would do down there but all this research is classified it's funny though because it so it was closed in 1997 and all these articles i found about it were all written in 1997 when people were like are we finally gonna find out what they were doing and Uh but people were most upset because they think this fort is underneath where this these government buildings are and because all the government research and everything is classified Mm -hmm. they like wouldn't release whether they had found anything or something like right. that. Like, they would be like, oh, like, they're the only thing the government was saying was, like, oh, they found, like, random artifacts that had nothing to do with the fort. But, like, people literally in the houses, like, next door are, like, finding, like, cannonballs and stuff like that, like, oh, in their yards. Okay. So, like, everyone believes it's underneath the site of, like, of where this this laboratory is. So, in 1997, it closes down, and it's now used by Orange County Public Schools. The buildings oh. are just OCPS building. But it's like, 
So not a For school what? or anything. It's, it's just not like, a school. Uh, I looked it up and I'm trying to remember what they called it. It was like a non public school how do they phrase but it's basically like services for kids that are not enrolled in public school so it's like speech therapy stuff like okay if you have a disability but you're not in the public school or something like that like you can mm. but um but yeah they own the building that's there so i guess when they bought it though there's a fort gatlin historical society that was really trying to petition to like excavate and mm-hmm. see if they could find anything and i guess ucf was involved and ocps was gonna let them and um they were trying to, like, get all this grant money to do it, and I can't find any information as to whether it happened or what they, or found, they found or, anything. like, literally everything I can find from was from, like, 1998, and that was it. Like, I oh, couldn't find anything else about what they found or who. I looked up the Fort Gatlin Historical Society, like, group. Like, they don't have a website. I can't find anything about this, which is so weird. I can't find anything. Weird. I feel like... The Navy was probably just there. They built, like, empty buildings, and they were just digging, <laughs> digging up treasure that whole time. <laughs> and they just, like, <laughs> once like, they found all that treasure, they left. Nothing related. Yeah. If you end up, end up working at the library, does that unlock resources? That, I don't know. That Maybe. There's, like, that, <laughs> that one locked drawer in the yeah. big... Because <laughs> I was in, like, the Orlando Sentinel, like, archives, like, looking up all these articles, and it was just people, like, now we'll finally know, and, like, all yeah. these articles, and, like, then, then nothing. Nothing. There are probably people who are part of it. Who know things? Yeah, yeah. there's got. I mean, you're literally underwater sound. Like they're literally doing like sonar te- Like they're they had to have found something. Something, yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So, but it, it's like literally down the street. It's on Summerlin, and you just go oh, down. Okay. It's like that six is... minutes away from here. So I think there's signs and stuff like that. So it's like this is the site of Fort Gatlin, and there's mm-hmm. other stuff. So I think we should go check it out. But I feel like as for an actual fort, all these podcast episodes we do like. I just keep thinking of, like, new plots for an Uncharted game or, like, a National <laughs> Treasure movie. Yeah. Like, somebody to... needs to uncover this stuff, yeah. you know? That's so, good. if we go there, well, all, really all we'll see is a lake and a CPS building. Yeah. Okay. But there, there, like I said, there are some signs and stuff like that out there. Yeah, that there's okay. treasure here. There's mm-hmm. for sure. There's treasure. And just, just to answer some questions, there's treasure, and no, we don't mm-hmm. know how deep the lake is. But it's interesting, because, like, the, the OCPS building is on the lake, and then all around the rest of the lake is just houses. Like, people just live on it. Mm-hmm. That's all I got. All right. So, uh, my story is, um, oh, no, at the beginning of the episode, we said we were focusing on Florida, like, history and mysteries, and I was like, a haunted hotel, and it's, it's a hospital I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, next next week's we'll have it. Yeah, nobody will remember by now. I won't. Say I don't anything. think anyone even like knows that we're doing that in the beginning. That's true. <laughs> like put it together. All right. So the what I'm going to talk about today is um it's the old Princeton Hospital. Uh, today it's called the Lakeside Hospital. It's on Mercy Drive. It's uh, a 140,000 square foot building. It's actually a uh, psychiatric care hospital. So they specifically cater to people, um, you know, uh, mental health. Mm-hmm. And so it's been around since the 60s. They say it's helped like thousands of people uh, in that time. But it was forced to close in 1999 because uh, the owners or the company that ran it or whatever had uh, financial problems. But it, uh, it only stayed closed for like less than a year because it opened again in uh, the year 2000, um, just in time for the the uh, world to end <laughs> with the Y2K. Y2K. Um, so they survived that like the rest of us did. Good. Um, what was that like? What was the theory? This is this is the best. The world was so quaint that they thought like, uh, like when the clocks changed in the millennium, like like your the 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 clock on your computer wasn't gonna be able to handle it, and it would like shut down like they like all across the world. What? Yeah, they just figured like. But how did the world end? Like, 
Was it that the world would end, or would that computers would turn off? It was just that we didn't have like no more computers, no, so, and like and was, thus no electricity, true. and no yeah, and it, okay. because they wouldn't be able to make the jump from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand. I mean, I'm Did, sure there's was more anyone, than that. Like, like who started that? Yeah, like where I science like, is not like you guys are idiots. I know, like I'm one sure computer were. programmer is like right. what? This is just a like counter, like yeah. it just goes upward. <laughs> I mean, it was just like I'm sure it just got spread by everybody's. Grandma sending some email that was like, "Be careful." Oh, our grandma absolutely yeah. was all over that. We should have her on and ask her we where was she on. for Y two K and what happened. Um, Sorry, that's right. Uh, so yeah, this place reopened. Uh, it's a much more modern facility. They, like they redid it. Um, they offer like advanced treatments. They've got day and night programs. Um, they have a trial center for like different medications where they'll test um, new drugs and stuff like that. And uh, apparently, like. Like in this day and age, it's one of the one of the finest psychiatric hospitals in the U.S. So that's wow. um, very cool. Always uh, very supportive of places where people can go get help when they need it. Um, but it's also haunted. Um, so you know, like they need to be able to get help too. You take the good, you take the bad. Yeah. Um, so some of the things people uh, had said and seen have been um, wheelchairs moving by themselves. Um, people have seen like a doctor, and there's. Um, this is something you hear a lot where people just feel like feelings of dread, which is like, I mean, on paper, it seems like kind of dumb because like that doesn't really mean anything. But I mean, um, you got to figure if you, if there was a room where you consistently walked in and just for no reason you were like panicking, mm-hmm. it's like, that's kind of a red alert. On, it's like by definition, a supernatural experience. There's no reason for it. And so supposedly, um, and in the boiler room and what used to be the more, uh, people, so are these, that. like, the doctors feeling this? Because doctors I just... Doctors and nurses and stuff okay, like that. Okay, because I was going to say... Oh, yeah, yeah. It is a psychiatric right. institute. I'm hearing voices. <laughs> okay. Sorry Voice to be fine. that. I don't want to be that person, yeah, but... I got gotcha. you. No, okay, okay, okay. No, yeah, these I'm are all you from, um, from staff. Um, so uh, weird things will happen on the second and third floor uh, to the point that they're actually... Um, Locked off and closed off, off limits. Oh, no, I don't like modern, that. A modern hospital has shut down two no. entire floors of that facility. Uh, because, uh, that makes it so much worse. Patients won't sleep there. Um, they hear sounds of like objects moving. And um, they oh had like re- repeated stories where people see would see a nun just like walking back and forth, like where people sleep. And they would say, like, most people, like, I, it was to the point where they thought it was just like a real nun. Um, and they would find out later that there was nobody. Uh, you know, from like any clergy that was there, and so they were apparently seeing a ghost then. Oh my god! Um, there's also uh, sightings of a doctor who, if you look down the hallway, sometimes people will see him. These are, of course, the the abandoned hallways uh-huh. now. Um, they'll see a doctor just checking his clipboard like over and over again, um, and this is something that people have seen for at least ten years. Like there's just oh stories going back ten years of seeing this doctor, um, and like I mean, obviously. This kind of stuff people just like to hear because it, like, sounds neat. Um, supposedly there was a doctor who was, like, really upset about losing a patient and, like, took his own life. But, I mean, that's – who knows if that's, yeah, I'm you know, sure. like, real or not. People just, like – I feel like that's, like, just the obvious story that people would say. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's been 10 years of stories about this thing. I was – so if, if ghosts are real, why is he looking at the clipboard not, nonstop for 10 years, yeah, you know? know? Like – is maybe he's reliving like a yeah to they, to that they call that a residual haunting when a ghost is essentially just doing what they used to do like they're mm. not like aware of you they'll just like keep going about I'll their business I'll tell you what if I die and my ghost self shows up to teach high school I'm, <laughs> that's it yeah. I'm over yeah that's that a waste of uh, 
That's a waste unless of your Yeah, imagine if it's like, haunted, oh, yeah, there's man. like 10 years of stories about this ghost that just kept like brushing his teeth or something. You're like, oh, man, that's what you get stuck doing forever. Um, so the the third floor, um, now I'm kind of jumping around in time, just like in order of like interest. Um, the third floor now, is, that's their new drug testing center. Um, and there's a story where a nurse was like at the, the nurse's station and her knocking at the door. Um, <clears throat> but like the... The doors that hallway are locked because essentially only like doctors and like the engineering staff and stuff like that or patients who are specifically there for the drug test program they would have a key card like to mm-hmm. get in so there's no reason anybody should just be like walking around knocking and so um kind of frustrated she got up and she opened the door and there was nobody there and so she called down the security to ask if they had just sent anybody up the elevator or whatever or somebody might be lost and they said no nobody's coming for a while and um as soon as she turned around to get back to her desk she heard it like again like right behind her you know like it's still mm-hmm. knocking while she's right there and she checked again and of course there was um nothing that's a ghost that doesn't know how to use its abilities right knocking and just go through that's true it's like why is why is my knock not working <laughs> the craziest one is a uh, security guard who apparently was so frightened by uh what had happened that he requested different hours like he mm-hmm. like, would not go back at night anymore so the engineer of the the hospital facility which i'm guessing is like a hotel where they're just the kind of the um like the head handyman type deal mm-hmm. um he asked secu- the security to go get uh, some boxes from the second floor um which at this time was abandoned uh so he just needed to go to storage and so what they do is uh, um preserve preserve electricity conserve, conserve electricity um so that we can, yeah so that we can preserve it for other people to enjoy um <laughs> so yeah to conserve electricity of course they keep the lights off all the time oh on this my yeah gosh. It gets, it's all, so when he goes in, he turns on like an overhead light, which I guess like only barely works. It's like it's of not like it does. it's not it flickers. It's, no, I think it was like fine. I just think it wasn't enough <laughs> for like an entire hallway. You know what I mean? I think he was like right. just turning on like just like one set of lights versus like all the lights. Uh-huh. So like, he's getting ready to go. <laughs> yeah, he's getting ready to go into the storage unit to get the boxes, and he hears like talking on the other side of the door, like not of the storage room, but I think of the like the hallway, like further in the hallway. Okay. He's hearing people on the other side of a door. And so he... I wish we had, like, a, one of those, like, live reenactment kind of shows. Like, as you're saying yeah, this, yeah. I want to hear, like... <laughs> yeah. And, like, the, there's anybody com- that... That would be the commercial break. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the commercial break. And then it comes back, right back. <laughs> and we go... <laughs> Johnson has heard voices on the other side of the door. <laughs> um... So, yeah, so he goes, I mean, he's a security guard, so he goes to check it out, and he's, like, uh, I guess it's dark enough that he, he still needs to use this flashlight. So he's, like, holding it over his head and sweeping it across so he can kind of, like, just see the entire room and try to see if there's, like, kids broken or something like that. And uh, there's nothing until he hears a uh, whispering, and a wheelchair ro- rolls out by itself from one of the rooms and just Dang. stops because it hits the, the nurse's station. What? And so he, <laughs> he, like, calls down to the security desk um, to make sure that like nobody else was down there they they looked at the footage and stuff like that there's nobody and so the guy told him to wait a minute and he'll get somebody to cover his station so that guy can come up okay so now so the the first security guard is essentially just waiting by the elevator because he's like creeped out and they said that like when he made the call he literally just had like one foot in the elevator and one foot out because he's like ready to just like yeah book it, which is like to me that's like credible because like i don't know like that's that's, a, that's like that's some real life stuff right there yeah like and so the other guy comes up and they start looking around and uh, they're not seeing anything. And so they go ahead and they take off and they're they're heading out. They lock up 
And as they're walking away, the door they just locked rattles like there's somebody like on the other side. And so they, literally having just turned their back on the place, they know there's no one in there. So they go back down and they start um, looking through security footage further back, like, and... So they don't, like, so they just leave, like, they're... Right. Okay, so they're just like, forget this, we're just going to go Yeah. Look. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so, and I mean, they, I mean, they check every room. Right. Like, they did a full sweep of the place and there's nothing. So they get back down and uh, they decide they're going to look through the footage going back further to just double check, like, could anyone have been there? So they, they're recording, like, I mean, they're, they're going back to, like, four hours of recording. And um, they see nothing. Nobody's in there. They see the first guard up there wandering around, looking around. And then they notice that right before he went up to go get those boxes, the lights turned themselves on and then off. Just before he had come up to get the boxes. Um, so wait, is there footage of the wheelchair moving? Like, where is that? I want to see that. That's true. I guess there should be. Oh my god, that's a good question. The hospital's still there. Maybe, maybe we can go ask. I don't um, want to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I want to see it. So, uh, so yeah, it's, I'm a little un- unsure about you whether to, like you have to go to the second floor to see it. Yeah, you so have to watch it live. I don't know if there's still because um, I know at least one of the floors is being used again now. I don't know if they both are or what. But yeah, there, there's been other like weird stuff. Like people will see like a ghost child and stuff like that every once in a while, or the um, they'll see uh, there's like a particular room that they would take people to, like calm them down. It's like what you would see like in old movies where like they like kind of strap you to, like a gurney mm-hmm. kind of thing just until you calm down. And people have walked by that room and seen like a face in the window with like wet hair, and stuff mm. like that. Uh, but yeah, it was enough to make a security guard request different hours. Oh my god, I would, I would quit. I always say, like, how do these people continue with their lives? Or how do you know? I, I would be I, doing, like, a speaker circuit about yeah. my experience. Yeah. But then <laughs> I guess everybody thinks they're crazy. I mean, but, like, what you're talking about, like, how do you even, like, how do you know you're safe at home? You know what I mean? Exactly, like, how for yeah. the rest of your life are you not just, like, creeped out Constantly, all the time, yeah. keeping an eye out for, like... Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, I just... Uh, we should interview one of these people one of these days. That would be f- freaky and fun. <laughs> Which is what we're going for here on this podcast. <laughs> All right, so now it comes to our yeah, like current our events, yeah. our interesting stories, mm-hmm. weird, weird Florida. Mine's not really weird. I just stuck with the Disney theme since I've been talking about Disney, but it's actually kind of cool. Um, I actually sent you both this article a while back, but it's about uh, how Disney's like working on the technology to have like these like flying robots at their park. Oh, oh right. yeah. Yeah, I think the, the original technology was called, like, Stickman or something like that. I was reading on, like, TechCrunch. Stickman? Yeah, that's... <laughs> these tech people. But, yeah, so, um, if you've been to Disney recently, like, their Avatar animatronics are pretty crazy. Like, on the riverboat mm-hmm. ride, there's, like, this huge Avatar, and, and, I mean, it's as realistic as possible. Like, sometimes it's creepy, like, just looking at it, because it seems like it's, like, a real right. Avatar, which is would be horrifying. <laughs> Um, or even on the Frozen ride, like, the new animations on, like, Anna and Elsa's face kind of, like, look mm-hmm. really, like, right. it's almost, it blows your mind because it looks like you're looking at a cartoon, but, like, in real life or animation in real life. Um, so I guess this is, like, their next step. Um, they're calling it Stuntronics. Um, but, yeah, the research experiment was called Stickman. Um, and they're basically autonomous, self-correcting aerial performers that make on-the-go cor- corrections to nail high-flying stunts every time. <laughs> every time. That's awesome. Um, so they're basically just robot stunt people. Um, and they've been experimenting with this. No one knows exactly why, but it's it's not, like, hard to imagine them maybe, like, dressing one of these robots in, like, an Incredibles costume or, like, 
a Marvel superhero costume. And For, like, shows, you're thinking? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, That'll be weird if they take over those two birds in the Lion King show. <laughs> yeah. It's like two robots, like, doing Can You Feel the Water? Oh, yeah, or just, like, the parade is all robots. <laughs> but, uh... You don't think, like, for movies? Like, for filming? Or... No, it's, like, the parks that are working oh. on. Oh. Like, seem live, I guess. Yeah. So I'll, re- I'll read you a quote from one of the Imagineer directors whose name is uh, Tony Dohi. Um, so what it, uh, what this is about is a re- realization that we came to after seeing our characters on screen. Um, whether they be Star Wars characters, Pixar, or Marvel characters, um, they're doing things that are really, really active. So that becomes the expectation at our parks that our characters are doing all these things on that they do on screen. But when it comes to our attractions, um, what our animatronic figures are doing, just like standing around. Um, so we realize that we have a disconnect there. So yeah, they're... Yeah, wow. these, they're slinging these things up. Well, I, I think we should post a video of it on mm-hmm. the Instagram yeah. or something like that. But, yeah, and, and some people are, like, online speculating. It might be, like, with a fireworks show. Like, you might see, like, mm. Mr. Incredible or something, like, jump out of the castle or something weird like that. Yeah. Or when Star Wars World comes, like, somebody force jumping across the right. show. But it's just really creepy, like, but it is pretty cool. But it's it just, like, solid black, right? There's yeah. There's, like, solid black iRobot looking thing. Yeah, exactly. They do have a really iRobot looking vibe. But yeah, we'll post it on the Instagram. But yeah, that's what I wanted to mention. Mine um, is about... There, there's a rumor that Tom Cruise might be moving to Clearwater. It's just a rumor. He hasn't confirmed anything. But um, he's big into Scientology. And Clearwater is like the headquarters. Or is one of the main... I don't know if it's headquarters anymore. I, know, I think it used to be. But uh, it's one of like the biggest churches of Scientology and I looked up a picture first of all it's gorgeous um yeah it's like downtown Clearwater and um but there is some like I said this isn't the first time there's been rumors of him moving to Florida but um there's a lot of kind of circumstantial evidence like he sold his LA or not Beverly Hills house in 2016 so he hasn't like he's just been going around filming like the mummy and mission impossible and stuff like that he's homeless he's homeless um, apparently, there's a 10-story sky condo in Clearwater, and um, they filed permit papers in 2016 to convert the top three floors into a penthouse with a gym, a theater, a pool, a garden, a game room, four bedrooms, and a loft. Hold on. There would also be a private garage with a car elevator to the second floor, Good Lord. and it would have a corridor leading to a wing with a flight simulator, that office like space, that and like... a sports storage area. So yeah, that's literally what the article says is a flight simulator. How Tom Cruise is that? Um, but also... Apparently, he's already stayed at the condo. His son lives in the area. He has a lot of other family in the area, so it seems likely that he might be actually moving to Clearwater, but... When Tom Cruise had a flight simulator, he would just run up along the side and, and grab the outside of... and ride on the outside of the <laughs> flight simulator. Like, what's he doing? <laughs> he does the music with his own mouth. <laughs> so, yeah, that sounds like he's coming. So, wait, is a sky condo... Is that... It, like a skyscraper that is condos or is it just something they just made up? I don't know. I just said that's uh, Sky Condo. It's, it's spelled S-K-Y-E. Oh. Oh, maybe it's like a brand name or something. Maybe. Know, sky condo. It's, it is capitalized. Gotcha. So they added oh, all okay, this stuff okay. to the top of the Sky Condo? I guess, or I, I guess they just the, the third, the top three floors. Is it for like floors. everybody to use? Who no, I think it's just his. It's just, so everyone's just gonna leave, live like between his garage and his house. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> That's so weird. 
Like, you're just gonna be, like, eating breakfast with your wife, and Tom Cruise is, like, going down <laughs> the side of the building to get to the, to the train on a rope. He's just, like, running burp, around the side. Burp, burp. My story takes place in Jacksonville. Um, a uh, young woman entrepreneur named uh, Jovette, Jovette Williams. Um, she runs a food truck. It's called Smoke in the City in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And she um, caught uh, a guy who had been breaking into the truck and stealing food mm-hmm. for two months. He's like, so yeah. if you kind of look at, like the side of her food truck's got a, like a door mm-hmm. that's like flush on the back that gets you to the kitchen side. And I guess, I don't know if he did it or if it was already broken, but it's like bent and like slightly cracked to the point where you can get in just like a small like gap in the door. And I guess he had been doing that for two months and leaving his trash and stuff like that. They're like, we'll come back. And he's got like just like an empty tray of food that somebody has like at. And they've like been trying to catch him. They'll like, uh, like just like set up seats outside and just like wait and just wait to see if like this guy will show up. Um, but like they were never able to catch him until last night where she was inside the truck or no, 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 I take it back. Sorry. She was outside the truck. He was inside the truck and she saw him crawling out a little crack in the oh thing. My God. and she had a gun. And so she like pulled out her gun and does like made a lay on the floor and wait till the police came. And the, the worst part is like, um, so it's kind of funny. Like her quote, she like, um, itemizes what he, he would eat. She says he loved to eat ribs, chicken. He was eating very good. Uh, but there's a picture of him, and he's just like smiling. I was just gonna say that picture to ear, yeah. and it makes you so mad to hear that that's the guy that's been breaking into somebody's food truck for two months. That's like his mugshot. We'll post that on Instagram. Oh he's God. just like got like the biggest smile. Yeah, I was um, hoping it looked like, like I don't know, like if it was like a homeless man or something like that, right. like that's the only, or like a kid. Just looks that, like, like, guy it's some just ribs. some guy who yeah. for two, yeah, who's for two months. That's so what is the um. What is the punishment for that? Do we know yet? I'm not sure. No, let me see. I don't think it says. Um, I know she says two months of ribs and chicken is a lot of money. Yeah, I think she. Um, she I like, wonder if he if he cleaned up after himself. How long would it have taken them to notice? Right. It was like 150 bucks, like a week or something like that. Oh that she was. Yeah, like, I was gonna say yeah. From this guy, so she mentions that she hopes he eats a lot in jail and gets fat or something. It's pretty funny. <laughs> that's her. Yeah, she's that's her. I mean, yeah, she's cool for being yeah. just I like hope a, there's no ribs in kind jail. Of a, yeah, just kind of a jokey eventual, <laughs> not like justices served. <laughs> Will be served. But anyway, so this, that was Orlando. That was our Orlando episode. Yeah, check our social media for pictures and related yeah. links. And Meanwhile in Florida podcast? Yes. Is that Instagram? Yeah, Meanwhile in Florida podcast is the handle. And, and if, we're also on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. If you have any more information on some of the things we talked about, um, like how Orlando got its name, if you know Mr. Orlando. Yeah, who if you, or if you where, are Mr. Where Orlando. lies Mr. Orlando? Yeah, post it. Um, yeah, let us Facebook. know. Shoot it to us on Facebook. Or, or if Instagram. you were part of that underwater sound reference mm-hmm. laboratory. Yeah, any retired Navy guys that might know about this that be willing to risk their, whatever their punishments. Risk, yeah. <laughs> um, if you got ideas for uh, you want us to do your city next, let us know. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.